0: You're listening to the Grow Point Davao podcast. Our mission is to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. We hope and pray that this podcast will make a difference in your walk with God. Today, we're going to start and kick off our series. So if this is your first time, welcome to Grow Point Davao. And welcome to our first, yep, let's clap. Thank you so much for bravely coming. I know it's hard to come and be a first time in the church. first time conscious you can be anonymous and you can be in the crowd, but we just want you to know that we love you and the Lord Jesus loves you. And uh, you are here tonight and that is not an accident. And I believe God can speak to us through His Word and God can speak to you as well. So tonight we're going to launch a series entitled, let's read it, read it again. We Exist, and actually this is a series because this December 9 is our anniversary and Christmas party. Awesome, right? We will be celebrating our 9th church anniversary. Amazing, 9th. When we look back, to be honest with church, the journey that we together, it's a, it's a high and lows. It's, it's there's pain, there's joy, there's happiness, and that's just life, right? And amazing, thank you so sa for sa tuwato sustain us, nine years, nine years of storms, turbulence, sunshines, and anything in between, okay? It's amazing, it's amazing journey. And come on, when you have year, feeling ninyo there's storm, there is, okay? And uh, we are glad that you are here um, just journeying with us as we together walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, this series is all about actually is uh, preparing for us because we will celebrate our um, ninth anniversary. But at the same time, a Sunday before that, the first Sunday of December, we're going to have a celebration called... It's a Baptism Sunday for those people who follow Jesus Christ and who wants to follow Him in water baptism. um, That would be... That will be the first Sunday of December. Ang adam is that instead no baptize. usually we do baptism outside. Usually Saturday, whatever day ng vacation tanan. And ang problema ng saya na ano? Kasi makawitness ang tanan gumayra usahay magwan and I'm thinking about this and I've been praying about this. Why not celebrate together as a church? Just seeing how God works in us, in and through our lives, in some people's lives here. And uh, I want to I wanna see the gospel, you know, clearly through the water baptism. And ganahan ko, in 12 to 28, and together in a worship service, we will have Baptism Sunday. You know, it's going to be amazing. And some people decided to follow water baptism. Okay? That's amazing. God is doing great in our church. And He's doing His work. This is His work. This is not our church, and this is His church, okay? And so, in line with that, uh, regarding sa itong baptism, because we are gonna, may ngayon mo, okay, magbaptize na diri, asa ang pool diri, okay? Actually, automatic, kay, kabantay mo aning, kaning floor diri, amon mo invent mo-open siya, okay? Karong sunday, and then a pool will come out. You know? I'm just kidding. Aung buhatin-buhatin, we research some inflatable pool, katong... Hangin Hanginbra, okay? And then inflatable ball kung adult ka, and ako da ka maigo rajud ma tusmaw rajud gap sa too big. And then eventually more like elevator style among paguan sa muwa, okay? I don't know we're going to I don't know sa mong buhaton na, but we gonna baptize you by immersion, okay? We don't sprinkle you so that ng mga sala, okay? I'm just kidding. It, baptism is not about salvation. Baptism is a public testimony about our faith on Jesus Christ, okay? So we're gonna explain that that would be in December to 2018. So in light with that, we're we researching inflatable pool and nag-research natin din sa mga mall and nag-research may salasada, kadayagang kuan sa salasada, mga discount and sale, you know? Sa shopi walat, mas sa shopi, okay? Sa salasada rajun may. And there will be many, and we are trying to raise funds. So if you wanna donate, if you wanna give so that maka raise up the like inflatable pool, you're welcome, okay? And thank you very much in advance, okay? So uh, we're going to do it. Gonna, it's, it's fun. It's fun to try something We're going to try in the church. And we're going to celebrate the glory of the gospel, the power of the gospel in changing lives. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for some of you who, who are deciding to follow Jesus in water baptism as well. Okay? So tonight, this series We Exist is actually a series in line with our mission statement in Grow Point. So if this is your first time, you're going to church. It's a good Sunday for you. Why? Because we're gonna answer that. What this church is all about. Okay? This is not a cult. We are not a cult. Okay? We're gonna talk about our mission statement. Oh, sa mga nakabalo na sa mission statement, can we uh, recite? Really begin? We exist to... Okay. In one year, sa Usa Katuig, Talagsara nato ni basahon, ang talagsara nato ni i recite together. So ganahan ko kay talagsara nato ni i recite together. Ganahan ko i recite nato na with feelings. Okay? Tanan man juday ta nakatulog tagamae exhibit ni Juniora, okay? Kato kay believe ko okay? I thank the Lord for you Jun, okay? Gikan man sa igtrabaho and eat it together, you know. But here's the thing, let's recite together, okay? One, two, three, go. We exist by making disciples in the spirit of love. And we're gonna spend three weeks, and this is the first week, we're gonna spend three weeks just unpacking that statement. Okay? And we're gonna show you that this is a statement, wala na mo ginagama-gama ni, because requirements sa a sect, ganaan mission statement on church, okay? Requirement ba as a sect, o parejusted ka sa SEC, dapat naadya mission statement, so ano sa you ang purpose? purpose purpose. But this mission statement is not just for the requirement of the church, but this is our compass. This is our direction. This would remind us when life gets so busy and we get so distracted and there's a lot of opinion about what a church, what a church should be. Dapat ingani ang church, dapat ingani ang church. You know, hanap latest fashion that this is church should be. We will focus that this is what what a church should be. And this is our mission statement. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. And sa akong one of the reason nga ato nga-emphasize as we salabi together our church anniversary is that many people has a different opinions about what the church is and what the church should be. And most of you who come here, na may mga church background, I don't know yung church background, every one of us tag background, tag aspect idea, laylaytag like mga opinion. And I one of my goal in this series is to put us together on the same page. Because dili move on next year what the Lord is leading us if dili ta a page. Okay, ang uban page 10, ang uban page 50. Okay? Dili move together as collective church because Christianity is not just you and me individually. Okay? Christianity and church is about people, not a building but a people as we follow Jesus Christ. So, I want us to be on the same page together as a church. I want us to understand, where is the purpose? Where is the point of reference? Why do we exist? And I think that's the most important thing. You don't just exist to occupy space. You have a purpose. You have a reason. You have a mission. And if you just exist without knowing your mission, you miss the point of existing. Because everything that God creates has a purpose and has a reason. And when God established the church, na has a purpose in mind. And dapat na to it's the end. And so many people have an opinion about church. One of the opinions of many people about church is this. The church is a hospital for broken people. This is kind of a cliche, right? This is true. Okay? And I believe the church is a hospital for broken people. Ako sa oon naman good, the reason na dilig ko ganahan o church sa oon, back then, when I'm not yet a follower of Jesus Christ, when I'm not yet a Christian, akong thinking sa church, on church, parara na sa mga butan. Kasi makarelate na na. Kasi ka mga tao na butan, katong kwan ko sa ginoo, ginoon, ba baduo sa ginoon. Ako sa oon na, dilig mga jugay ko doon sa ginoon, kaya rock and roll man ako ang life, you know? Rock and roll to the world. So may ngko, dili magko, dili. I think ingay na rado gawain, dili ko fit para sa church. So I am thinking, the church is about that. Uh, Later on, I realized na, realize na ko sa si graduation sa si ginuo nga, church is made up of imperfect people. Church is made up of outcasts, broken, addicted, rebellious, some recovering sinners. Okay? <laughs> Let me tell you guys. Kung lang lentaon niyo sa palibot ang mga nawo na to, mora kuan kayo, no? mora so tag, okay? Saint. But let me tell you, every one of us is failures. We are losers, by the way. Let me tell you, I'm a loser. I'm an outcast. You know, I have sinned. You have sinned. You have your own set of addictions. I don't know that. You don't know that, but you are a failure. And I too, I'm a failure. The church is not the museum of a saint. The church is a hospital for broken sinners. So if you are here tonight thinking I'm not good, na sa m mga magatao, dili na parasa walay but Okay? No one is good. No one is godly. Okay. <laughs> really? Our godliness, our identity of being good is only derivative because of Jesus Christ. Okay, we are not good. So every one of us should say that. And this is somewhat true. The church is a hospital for broken people, for failures. This is true. But that is not the starting point of what a church is. That is not where we start of what the church is. Another opinion of people about church is that church is a center for spiritual goods and services. Diba? Usually, common man Ah, ang church, mga diya para ko. Kaya karoon nga weeks, struggle kayo, stress kayong work. So ganaan kung mandog church, I worship God. And every time mandog ko sa church, ma-blessed ko. So it's about what the church can give. na mga spiritual goods and services, okay? Kung ginaan ko, bababatay, bababatay ka. Kung ginaan lang, mapakasal ka, pakasal, okay? Kikinaan lang, mag-una yung church, mapakasal, diba? The services. Kung mamatay na ka, na funeral service, okay? And I, as people, people see church like that. It's, it's just... They say church like that, but church is not that. Church is not a center for spiritual goods and services. And other people look at church as as a, a center for outreach and evangelism. The church is about evangelism and outreach. It's true. But that is not the starting point of the church. It's true that we will go to the world and make disciples and reach out for other people and share the gospel. But we don't begin there. We should not begin there. Because if we begin by thinking about what we do, about outreach and evangelism, we miss the point. We miss the big picture of what a church should be. So where do we begin of defining what a church should be? Why did God create a church? It begins in the first phrase of our mission statement. We exist, what? To glorify God. That's where we begin. So if you had your Bible, turn your Bible with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Okay? If you have your fake Bible, open it, open the app, and scroll down to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And we're gonna look at that this is the ultimate purpose and end of the church and of us as Grow Point Church. Okay. First Peter chapter two verse nine. This is I'm not focusing on one passage So tonight. We're gonna look verses from the Bible. And so and the okay? And friends Pag dili kay mo, wala kay mo naanad o pagkadaghana o scripture, right? Mas malako daanin nyo, amin ko nga. tong buhaton ron, alright? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. So here's what Peter said, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. And pause at the Si Peter, anong context, he is describing, he is writing a letter to the church. The church where he is writing at this point. And he is describing, and the reason sila, the moment trust Jesus, because some people rejected Jesus, but some people accept. And because you accept Jesus as your Lord and leader of your life, and you put your faith in Jesus Christ, here's what happens to you you become like this. You become what? A chosen race. Now, this description about a church, this is not an individual description. This is a collective description. This is what a church is from God's perspective. And by the way, this description is also a description of the people of Israel in the Old Testament. The people of Israel, by the way, are chosen race. Sa tanang mga rasa sa unang panahon, ang gipili ni God is the people of Israel. Satanan put they become a royal priesthood, a kingdom of priests. Where God meets with them in the temple. And where they can represent God to the people who wants to connect with God. That's what a priest do, right? A priest is someone who connects the people to the presence of God. You cannot come to God directly. You need a priesthood. Okay? And another thing, a holy nation, a separated nation that is distinct from other nations. And a people for his own possession. The honor of these people is God. So that's our identity, Peter. If that is true in Israel, in the New Testament, that is true now of us. Because by the way, let me tell you, Israel failed. Instead of becoming holy nation, they become unholy nation. Because they rebel against God, they fail. But thank God through Jesus Christ, Jesus obey what we cannot obey. And when we trust in Jesus, the Bible says we become like this as a church. What Israel failed to do? Through Christ, we as a church, this is forever our identity. This is who we are. This is amazing. Amazing in a chosen race. Pinili. How does God choose us? by his love amazing kay sa tanang mga tao god set his affection and love for you for us let me tell you tonight you are loved by god you know i'm privileged kay na especially makarelate religious. ani kanang kanang mga millennial or kanang na millennial you know kanang bai kanang 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 bride and then Mayingon ang saya sa tanang babaye. nga ako ang minyuan. Ikaw, Rajud, ang akong gipili. Ano ma-feel ninyo, Ana, girls? Amazing. Okay? To be honest, daghang potential na minyuan ako. Bagga. Kung ikaw, Aditya, ulit ako ka, naglanda ako sa group point, daghang, Jud, potential, okay? Pero to be honest, let me tell you, ikaw, Rajud, akong gipili. And God is saying to us like that. That God's choose you to pour out His love for you. That is an amazing description of a church. But ang panguntaan is, why did God do that? Why did God choose us? Why did God make us a royal breasthood? Why God make us a holy nation? Why did God set His love upon us? Why did God pour out His mercy upon us? Why did God send His Son to die for us, cleanse us, forgive us from our sin, make us a new creation, turn ashes into beauty as we sing the song? Why did God do that? The next statement says, So that, so that, can we read it? Read it Begin That you may proclaim the excellences of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. So let me ask you a question. What's the ultimate end? The ultimate purpose? Why God redeem us? Why God bless us? Why God form us into a royal and holy nation? Why? Why did God bless you? Why did God answer your prayer? Why did God cause you to belong into His family? Why? So that you become... Proclaimer. Tingol okay. gito. Proclaimer of His... Nagatingol Okay. So sorry kaya I'm proclaiming right now. Okay. I'm proclaiming of His excellences of Him. Excellences of God. but We are to proclaim God's excellences. The word excellences, can you show us? Okay. Let's show us the word excellencies. The word excellency can be translated as beauty, greatness, awesomeness, perfection. In other words, what, what's the reason you're going to be blessed in God? What's the reason you're going to be saved God through Jesus Christ? And the Bible says the reason is that you, through your life, through your words and your deeds, through your life, God must be seen awesome. God must be seen as great. You should be a mirror to the world and say, look at what God has done. Look how God is amazing. Look, look how awesome is God. That should be our ultimate end and our, our purpose. In other words, in our praise, there is a it means to glorify God. You get it? Our ultimate end is we exist to glorify God, to proclaim the beauty, the goodness, the awesomeness, the excellences of the world. So if you ask us, and we are breathing right now, God allowing us to breathe, God allowing us to live, is that every day, we must be convinced of this, that every day, uh, my purpose is to proclaim the beauty, the excellences, the greatness, the awesomeness of this God, that the people does not see. Because people are blind. So we want to proclaim the beauty of this God. The amazing grace of this God. Because let me tell you, if Dilika delighted in God, it's because you're blind. You don't see it. You did not see His amazing grace. And we want to proclaim that by words and by deeds. That's the goal. That's the purpose. We exist to glorify God. By the way, the purpose of our salvation is not just you, you go to heaven you avoid hell, usahin mo mo dyan ako madunggan sa Christianity, karon ba? Uy, dawata sa Jesus. Para, gili ka may impero, no? Malangit ka. Inoad man dyan na. Kaya makaluas dyan natin si Jesus, dili, religion, dili, atong good works, kung mudawat ka, mo repent ka sa mong sin, of course, you'll be in heaven, you'll be with God. But that is not the main thing. Salvation is not about going to heaven. It's not. Salvation, eternal life, is about being with God and living for God. That's the end goal why God saves us. And that's the end goal, and that's the major motif of the Bible. Are you still with me? I'm not angry when I'm like this, I'm just like emphasizing, okay? So we're gonna look at the major motif of the Bible, okay? And um, when I see motif, so mga motif, a motif is a color, right? And it's, it's a theme. What say theme nimo, okay? And one of the major themes of the Bible is this theme. If I, if you would ask me, what say summary of the Bible? What say one major thing? What is the Bible all about? Let me tell you. The Bible is this. That the Bible, the major motif of the Bible is that God's passion. God is passionate. His glory. That's the major motif. Usually, before dive into the verses, no? Let me tell you. Usually I'm sa Christianity today, which is true, but somehow incomplete. Can praise that God is for us? His God is for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is for you, right? God is for you. Whatever your struggles, brother, God is for you. It's true. It's true. But that is not the complete picture. God is for you because ultimately God is for God. God is for you because ultimately God is for God through you. God is for God. In other words, ang pinaka-major na commitment ni God is not for your own good. It's for His own good and glory. Because for if you live for His own good and glory, it is for your ultimate good is this. That God's passion, major concern, is that we live for His glory because He's so passionate for His honor. He's so passionate for His name to be known. He's so passionate for His glory and honor. God is so passionate for His honor and glory. Let me tell you and let me tell you a bunch of scripture from Genesis to Revelation. So we're going to spend time at least three hours uh, tonight and we're going to look at I'm just kidding. Okay, we're going to look at some verses, sampling verses to show you that this is the major motif of the scripture. God is for us because He is for Him. Okay, okay. Isaiah 43, verse 67. Can we read it? Because, uh, because some of you are going to look good now, okay? Isaiah chapter 43, verse 67. 1, 2, 3, go. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, Do not withhold, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I form and made. Why did God form, made, create us? According to that verse. For His glory. The reason God created you, my goodness, my friend, is not that you should live for your career. It's not that you should live for whatever diri sa kalibutan, ng mga buta, mga ideals, whatever. One of the reasons why we exist is we are formed for His renown, for His excellences, and for His glory. God created us for His glory. Another verse, Jeremiah thirteen eleven, okay? And God chose Israel in the Old Testament for His glory. In Jeremiah thirteen eleven, says, For as the loincloth clings to the waist of a man, Okay. So I made the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah cling to me, declares the Lord. What is the purpose of God? That they might be for me a people, a name, a praise, and a glory. In other words, God is saying to Israel, Israel, you know why I bless you? You know I, I raise you up as a kingdom? You know why I choose men to lead you? You know why I'm so good to you, Israel? Because I want my name to be honored. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for my glory. I'm doing it for my honor. I'm so passionate for my honor, Israel. ko na hai mga question. I'm going to answer it yung question na sa wana wana inyo, okay? ko na hai question na okay? So, second, third. Psalms 106, 7-8. God saves Israel for His glory. Ngayon ang psalm Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love. In other words, nalimot sila on sa gracious, on sa wonderful, on sa awesome ni God. Grabe, so give ni God, no? Ang oceans ay yarang split, and then they come, I mean, amazed, but nalimot sila ang but But rebuilt by the sea, they rebuilt by the sea and at the Red Sea. Yet in ni God, sila, sila. Yet He saved them. Why? Why did God do that? For His name's sake, that He might make known His mighty power. Everything God did for Israel is for His name's sake and for His glory and for His honor. Are you still okay? Gonna read Isaiah forty eight nine. God restrains his anger in exile for his glory because I'm my Israel, my good. God bless them, they have a king, their kingdom is rising, progressing, but eventually instead of worshiping Yahweh, they worship other gods and God in loving mercy punish them, allow the enemy to invade and destroy the kingdom of Judah and Israel. And eventually, God sent them to exile, to Babylon. And eventually, in that, they realized their sin. But God did not destroy them. God restrained His anger in the exile. Why? Because He is concerned of His glory and honor. In Isaiah 48, 9-11, you can see God to the prophet of Isaiah. For my namesake, I defer my anger. For the sake of my praise, I restrain it for you, that I may not cut you off. Behold, I have refined you, but not a silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do it. For how should my name be profaned? My glory, I will not give to another. God is saying it's, my glory, big deal for me. I will not give my glory to any person, to anything aside from me. It's my concern, my honor. If you're hearing that, I mean, go, wow. I think God is self-centered. <laughs> Have you feel that? It's like, it's okay for us to be God-centered. But somehow, we get unfavorable. God is for God. Because to be honest, from a human liver, if you are for you, it's like nah, you're self-centered and selfish, right? But for God, and we struggle that because of our human limitation, and we don't understand really this God that we worship. The reason I want to explain the reason why God is for God, okay? But para dilita mat ako na ansiran, okay? But sa we're gonna look at that's Old Testament, we're gonna look at the New Testament, okay? The same thing in the New Testament, the Old Testament matutanan. the New Testament Colossians 1:16. Ngayon siya si Paul writing to the Colossians. for by him, by Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Because let me tell you guys, the God in the Old Testament that we cannot see, that is invisible, awesome, terrifying, and everything. That God became a man. And his name is Jesus Christ. And Paul says, For by Him, this God in the Old Testament is awesome, became like us. And by Him, let me tell you who He is. He's not just a Jew who lives thousand years ago. He's not just an ordinary person. Here's His backdrop. Here's His background. By Him, ladies and gentlemen, by Him, all things were created. My goodness! So everything that we see right now in this earth is created because of Him. Yes. And in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible. And whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and what? For Him. Why do we exist? Paul says, for Him. Why do you, why do you live right now? For Him. Why are you breathing and why is your heart beating right For Him. Why are you saved? Why is God gracious to you? For Him. That's the goal. First Corinthians 6.20 We are redeemed for the glory of God. Here's what Paul says. Here's why. Because you are bought with a price. When Jesus died on the cross for you, the, the single price, the priceless price, that brought us from sin, is His sacrifice on the cross. And because of that, here's the response. Glorify God in your body. And in 1 Corinthians 10.31, we are redeemed for the glory of God. And this very famous verse, sa mga let's recite this. really it begin? So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. That's the theme. From Old Testament to the New Testament, if I summarize the Bible, the summary of the Bible is this, that God is for God. Why did God send His Son to die on the cross? Because God is concerned for His glory. Your salvation redounds for His honor and glory. Why? Because when sinners like us who are failures experience the grace of God, it will bring praise to His glorious grace. That it's not about us, it's all about Him. That it's not that we are good, it's He alone is good. All glory belongs to Him. The reason God do what He does is because His glory. So what's the major motif of the Bible? God is... Balik <laughs> Ready to begin. God is... Yeah, God is for God's glory and God is for God. God is for God's glory and for His excellences. Okay? Get na Introduction to the Yes. I'm I'm in the middle of the sermon, so sit back, okay? And I I want you to get that. God is for God. God is for honor. God is for His glory. Because let me tell you, in our world today, that is not a popular message. What's the popular message in the world today? God is for you, period. You are the center, period. You use God for your needs, period. That is not (laughs) What God says in the Bible. God is for His honor and glory. Everything revolves for Him around Him. He, by the way, that's a bad news. If God is for God, this is the bad news. Listen very carefully. If God is for God, and if God is committed for His honor and for His glory, it means that He is not committed for your honor and for your glory. Bad news for you. <laughs> And me, <laughs> because let me tell you, you and I, in our bad day, we are always committed for our honor and for our glory, right? We are! Wala nyo na realize. In fact, last week, realize na ako na as I prepared this message, okay? I've been preparing that God is for God, God is for glory, and sa sakay ko og jeep sa brisa, okay? Pahingan sa brisa, okay? Sakay ko og jeep. and sakay ka na jeep na go niya, padulong, na pasko dagana, og, pasayro niya. Pero meron, pagsakay na ako sa jeep, wapu kayo kayo, dili kay daghan and one time na idak ko kayng tao ni sa kuwa, okay one time ako pagpaglingkod pag kay Tauhay. unya kay ni tupad man ning tao sa kuwa, ako ang paglingkod kini ana na ba kumoron akong bahia naglingkod in ko in my heart man akong ako na kauna okay ako na kauna ni so ni, ni fight ko ka jut wala ko ano pa ba pa ug jud para'g lain kay dako ang busa nyo man. ako in my mind i say you know what? na i write. Dili ko up. okay? I'm concerned for my glory <laughs> at that point. And I realized my goodness, my Lord, that's just the natural ass. This is a problem. Because let me tell you, some of the days you are so committed for your glory, for your honor, for your reputation, for your sake, For your name is all about me. Kind of mentality. And you cannot live for the glory of God if you're so committed for your glory. Cannot. Those things cannot coexist. Self must die for God to be glorified. (laughs) It's hard. And this is kind of a bad news for you. If you think you are important, you are not. If you think life is all about you, my goodness, my friend, it's not. It's a bad news. Because God is not passionate for your agenda. Because here's how we treat God sometimes, because we don't really know God. And so we treat God ignorantly. So may Lord, this is my plan for my life. 30 years from now, plan, ang ambition. Lord, bless this plan. So, kinsa na my Lord is life run. and many Christians treat like that. God is not like that. You don't treat God like that. Okay? You don't create your plan and ask God to bless your plan. God has already planned before you exist for you. You come to God and say, God, what's your plan? I'm a blank sheet of paper. Okay? Take it. Give me your plan and I will realign my schedule, my priorities, my life for you. I'm not the one who decide. You decide. That's it. That's living for His glory. He's not passionate for your agenda, guys. He's not passionate for what you think is important for you. He's not. He's passionate for His honor and for His glory, for His own life. Let me uh, let me illustrate it like this, okay? And one of the reasons ato Christianity is a myopic view we always think about us. You know, and we think Christianity is about God bless me, Lord, pray for me, pray for my job, pray for my family, and it's very important. But somehow, limited, there's a bigger picture that you miss. And I want you to grow, and I want you to be humble tonight and say that life is more than your own little kingdom of needs and priorities and schedules and ambitions in life. (laughs) My goodness, you are called to a greater kingdom beyond yourself. All right? So here's what I want to illustrate this Okay? To put this in a proper perspective Because sin Here's what sin does to us Sin always makes us like this Thinking like this Very little hole And all in that hole is S-E-L-F Self That's what sin makes us Self-centered, selfish, self-absorbed Everything about self That's it What God's grace for us is tells us is Listen, it's not about self You are created more than yourself. You are invited to live bigger than yourself. So I want to put it in a proper perspective, okay? I want to show you the illustration. Let's see this is a timeline of the history of the world, history of our human existence, okay? There's what we call the eternity past. Somewhere along the line, God created... The creation, okay? Created the universe and everything. This is the beginning of time. And then, of course, in the future, there will be eternity future, the end of time. The line represents our total history. Okay? And, of course, we, we, the new heavens and the earth, because that's not my point, okay? So, let's look at, and let's ask this question, because as we learned so far, the major motif of life, of humanity, why God created everything, is God's glory. Good. Get it? It's not about me, it's about Him. Okay? God's glory. Alright. Your question should be, "Asa diya So pangitao na to, ka diya? Slide. Okay, zoom in. Zoom in. Oh! You and I begin to exist at some point here. Okay? At some point in a micro dot, that's your life. There is a time, ladies and gentlemen. There is a time right now. There is a time in the point of history that you did not exist. There is. kay eternal past. Kinsa na ko? I exist from eternity. Okay? Wala. There is a point that you never exist. But at some point, when you when you are born and when you are conceived in your mother's womb, you exist. Just, ako "I exist. I begin to exist in 1987. Maybe nine months before that, kagigansip mangko, okay? but I, na birth out ko, this sa kalibutan, 1987, okay? I begin to exist. I don't know when will I die. Somewhere in history. So, okay, you are there. Every one of us are here. Samo asa ba mong You are here in the line of eternity. Pangyita on ta, okay?" Zoom in, Pagod. Oh, you are there, okay? You are there. You are somewhere there, somewhere along the line. You're living your life. Somewhere along the line, you go to Sunday. Somewhere along the line, you're trying to live out for your family, for your career, whatever, to travel to some places, you know? Nothing am exploring Mindanao the okay? You are there living your life, worrying about your finances. You are there, living for your family, trying to look for a husband, trying to look for a wife, right? You are there in the line. And when we forget the big picture, we think life is about us. You're just part of a dad. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just a part of a dad. You're just a blimp in the radar screen. You're just a cameo in the movie. You're not the main actor. You're always the supporting ones. Because let me tell you, in one sentence, history is His story, not you, not us. You exist for Him. He doesn't exist for you. Listen, guys, we are not trying to, God, I invite you to come into my story. That's not it. It's God says to us, to you and me tonight, Hey, I invite you to my ongoing story. Will you come and participate to my ongoing purpose for the world? It's not you who create your own purpose. It's you who embrace God's ongoing purpose. And His ultimate purpose is for His namesake, for His excellencies, for His glory. Now, the point that I want us, I want us together as a church to contact. Contextualize everything. We need to contextualize our life, our schedules, our our priorities with this in mind. Because life gets so busy, right? Problems are destruction here, distraction there, changes in life, transitions in life from single, getting married someday. I'm getting married, now I'm uh, kids, and life just gets so busy, and and there are things that will pull you down and you miss the big picture. You miss the big picture. It's easy to miss the big picture. It's easy. It's easy to be myopic. To just focus in the here and now. And miss that everything is created for His name. And for His glory. For His renown. So I want us guys to contextualize. We wake, wake up every day. And remind yourself, I'm here for His name's sake. I'm here to make God look great. I'm here for His renown. That's your purpose. That's your ultimate end. It's like this, okay? Showing the graph. It's like God in the center of everything that we're doing. You know? um, I don't believe that somehow when some Christians say, put God first, put God first. I don't believe that. You don't put God first. You put God first in everything. Not just like God, family, finances. No, I don't believe that kind of priority. God and family, God and finances, God should be everything. It's not number one God, number two. uh, No, I don't believe that. I believe God should be the center of everything. The driving force. In other words, what's the reason why you get married? I need companion. That's not the ultimate reason. That should not be the ultimate reason if we know Colossians 1. Everything is created for Him. You know why God created marriage, guys? Marriage and you people who want to be married, you know why God created marriage? It's not for you. It's not for both of you. God created marriage so that in marriage, He is glorified through your marriage. God created marriage for Him. You know why God give you a career and your job? Of course, para Para It's not just for your survival. God created it through your job. He will be glorified. As God who provides, as God who is good through your life, giving you strength to do every day, so that in everything you are pointing to His renown and His excellences. Everything we do, from finances, from relationships, from recreation, from work, everything we do, God must be the center of everything. And that's the only way to live. That's the only way to live a satisfying life. Yeah, two people, two people missed this. To be honest, they begin right. Some. One of the example, examples, two examples, one of the person, let's not begin right. Uh, I want to I wanna share a story that somehow is a story of failure to do what God calls us to do to glorify Him. You know the guy, Nebuchadnezzar, right? King King Neb, I call him King Neb, okay? King Neb was, a, was an amazing guy because he led a, a multitude of, uh, kind of, uh, multitude kingdom as a big kingdom he conquered israel god kind of used him to punish israel for his sin and he at that some point in his life he sees himself successful and in the bible he look at and says wow this is my kingdom he kind of praise himself for his achievements and he glorifies himself rather than acknowledge that it's through god who controls everything So he suffered from pride. He suffered from self-absorption, narcissistic. So according to the stories of Bible, because of his proud pride, because of his praise, he became an animal. God kind of punished him. Get it saying? Because you are so proud and you think it's by your hands that you accomplish this thing, God turned him to a to uh, an animal. He act like an animal, okay? And he ate grass. This guy from glory became an animal who just grow for years. And he was indignified because of his pride. And you know what? It's a reminder for us that if we, if we don't learn to humble ourselves, God will humble us. And when God will humble us, it is because of His mercy and grace. When God brings things that would bro- break yourself, break your pride... Praise God for that. Because you cannot humble yourself unless God will help you break yourself. And at that moment he learns to humble himself. You know, another story for that is King Saul. So King Neb, King Saul. Okay? King King Diba? King Solomon. Now King Solomon begins his life right. Because one time Gibanjak vision of God and he asked so I give you request Nimu all these options. And then amazingly, in his younger years, he's wise because sa mga options, he chose wisdom. And God was amazed with that. And God was like, good. He begins right. But later on in his life, when there's progress, there's popularity, there's everything, there's blessing, Solomon left God. Solomon instead worshiped God, he worship other gods, and he compromised. And at the end of his life, and as being an old man, looking back at young life, he begin right, he doesn't finish right. He's full of regrets because he lived a moral life, he lived very idolatrous life. And he wrote a book, by the way, in the Bible. And as reflect for his failures and he wrote a book that is one of my favorite Old Testament books, is the book of Ecclesiastes. The reason one of the, one, if you're depressed, don't read Ecclesiastes, okay? It's like if you're lonely and depressed, when you read Ecclesiastes, it doesn't, <clears throat> it, it is depressing, okay? Because he begins and, and, and looking back the young life, he says, wow. And he just pondered, and he says, in Ecclesiastes 1, 1, 2, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, and this is how he viewed life without God, life ignoring glorifying God. He says, it's vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. In other words, he concluded the word vanity means meaningless. And the old guy, the old Solomon, looking back in his life, said, I've wasted it. It's meaningless. I live for me. I don't live for His glory. It's meaningless. I wasted my life. You know, one of the reasons these two guys... miss the point and miss the big picture? These two kings miss the point and miss the big picture. You know one of the reasons? Because sometimes prosperity comes in their life. Sometimes promotion comes in their life. Sometimes blessing comes and they forget that the point of that is for His glory. You know why a lot of Christians miss the big picture? When things are good when prosperity comes, you know. When bonus comes this December. When I mean, good life, you're healthy, you're amazing, family is good. You forget God. You forget everything is for his name and for his glory. It's a reminder for us tonight that you are listening here, it's not for you, ultimately. Because living for yourself always leads to utter emptiness, vanity of vanities. And tonight, let me tell you, if you have done that, if you look at yourself tonight, I'm like that. And here's the good news, we are all like that. Including me, your preacher, tonight. We are all like King Neb and King Saul. There is a little King Neb and a little King Saul inside of you. There's a little king soul that says to me, it's about me. It's my right. It's my priority. It's myself. It's my life. It's now or never. <laughs> you know? It's my way or the highway. It's about me. Look at what I've done. If Without me, you cannot accomplish. This is me. How about respect, little bro? It's not about you. Because that is not the big picture. You are just a dot. You are just a blimp. You are just a supporting actor to shine the spotlight to the main hero of the story, and that's God. That's Jesus Christ. But maybe your question for us tonight is that because every day, you and me, we struggle. Every day, there's a war in our hearts. You know, there's a war? There's a war between the kingdom of self, and there's a war between the kingdom of God. There's a war. And when we fight a little bit, we fight, but when Nami usay di sa wife, I know my kingdom of self will fight. <laughs> and I will say, that's the kingdom of self right there. It's a war. Every day, there's a kingdom of self and there's a kingdom for God, to live for God's glory. So maybe you're asking a question. How do I live and how do I recalibrate my life so that I can live for His glory? And let me tell you tonight, you cannot live for His glory by your own strength. In your own power, now because I hear a sermon, I want to live for God. Because sometimes, when we try to live for God, we try to live for us. <laughs> How do you live for God? Romans one twenty one says, let's first understand that we fail to live for God's glory. Shall we? before I give you the answer, okay? Romans 1.21, For although they know God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. That's our spiritual biography right there. Amen? Because even though we know God, we don't honor God. We honor us. Okay? In fact, Romans 3:20 This is for all of sin and fall short of the glory of, we don't glorify God. Okay? We, we love selfie. We don't glorify God. Okay? That's, that's the thing. Okay? So here's the question should be, then what's our greatest need? Our greatest need is to deliver us from ourself. Our greatest need is for someone to rescue us from the prison of ourselves. And our soul is like a prison. Because we realize it's not about us, but then next day, it's about me. I'm remind reminder that it's not about me. Next day, it's about me. And how can I live a life that would somehow... Remind me it's not about me. In Romans chapter seven twenty-four, there's a person, the apostle Paul, I think can relate with this struggle. In Romans chapter seven, wretched man that I am. Do you feel that sometimes anyone can avoid? I like I'm really a sinner. I'm really a rich man. I'm really I need help. You need help? I need help. I'm a wretched man. I'm a selfish, self absorbed, self centered guy who will deliver me from this body of death can we ask this question really begin who it's not a sermon it's not a practical principle it's a person because in the next verse there's only one answer to our struggle the struggle of self there's only one answer because if there's a little king neb and King Saul, there's a perfect king who came down for us. He's not a king, Niv. He's not a king in Saul. So he is the most humble king. He doesn't live for himself. He lived for God. And he lived so that we can be redeemed from the kingdom of self to his kingdom. And his name is Jesus Christ. And so Romans 7, a. Paul, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. I cannot deliver myself. But thanks be to God. In other words, you cannot live for God if your focus is in yourself. The only way out of self is when you lift up your eyes and focus on the glory of Jesus Christ. Look at Him living for you. Look at Him dying for you. Look at Him becoming a man, living a humble life, living with the marginalized and the outcasts and the sinner and the addicted and the prostitutes and anything and he live a life for us. Look at His grace. Look at His love. And when you look at His grace and look at His glory, full of grace and truth, when your heart is captured by that love, you will change. Not for yourself, but for His glory. So, can we read this? The only thing. Can we read really, really it Almost done. The only thing that can reorient our hearts to live for the glory of God is when we continue to behold the glory of the gospel in Jesus Christ. Why? Because on the cross it tells us you are loved in spite of your failures. In spite of your self-absorption and selfishness, you are loved. So stop living for yourself. Stop living for self-love. You are already loved. Stop promoting yourself. You are already approved by Jesus Christ in the gospel. And the reason for that is that we might live freely for his glory and his namesake. So, years ago, I want to end with this. Years ago, there's a guy named C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, somehow, nine points of life, he's kind of atheist. And um, one of the things, and one of the things that astambozaya is when he read the Bible, especially in the Book of Psalms. Yang na observe sa Book of Psalms, he is describing God as as God is like a woman who is insecure and was always hungry for compliments and praise. Kaya kung mo basa Psalms, ang Let let the earth praise the Lord. And it's like God is saying, Praise me, praise me, glorify me, come. God is for God. It's for me, it's for my honor, right? And if ikaw, humanly speaking, wala ka na regenerate sa kong mind, man go, Wow, God is for God. That is like megalomaniac, okay? God is like egotistic. God is like self centered. How come God is like that? How come God is for God? It offends Him at first. It offends Him. And it's so delicious to ni God. But later on, as he pondered and he realized so, that there is a reason why God is for God. There is a reason why He point everything to Himself. And he realized that, his since says, I think, as he pondered and this is a good observation, good reflection, I think we delight to praise what we enjoy. Because the praise not merely expresses but completes the enjoyment. Now l'alumna atagan to illustration an right when I look at my wife okay and in the morning and I look at my wife and say to him, You are the most beautiful woman in the world. I'm so glad I marry you. It does not diminish my joy. The moment I say that, the moment I vocalize my praise and my honor to her, it does not diminish my joy, rather it consummates my joy. Anything in this world that captures your value, that captures your attention, I mean, wow! Does that diminish your joy? No. It completes the experience rather than not expressing it, right? So when I watch the movie, I go, wow, nice movie, no? Okay? Ganahan baka, mutupad hog tao, na jugay, everyone was amazing, everyone was praising the event, or the play, or the concert, and nakayo, kao ba y It kills the moment, Right? It diminishes the joy. But if you say, wow, amazing. For example, when I say steak, I mean, nice. I mean, amazing. The moment you do it, the moment you praise, the moment you glorify the food, it completes the enjoyment. It does not diminish, rather it completes its consummate. And C.S. Lewis is so insightful. C.S. Lewis is saying, when you glorify God, when you express the gloriousness, the beauty, the awesomeness of God, America, I God is amazing. At that moment of expression, your joy is complete. Your joy is exponentialized, if I use the term. In other words, when God calls you, glorify me, There is no one else that is supremely valuable other than He. No other else that is bigger than He. Therefore, God says, glorify me. And when we glorify Him, we experience the greatest joy ever in life. So when we glorify God, it is for our enjoyment. That's why John Piper says, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in Him. So why do we exist as a church? We exist to... Glorify God. That's the point. We exist to glorify God. Why do we preach the word of God every Sunday? To glorify God. Why do the welcome team serves every Sunday and just creating a welcome atmosphere for the church? I hope it's for the... Why do we pray for one another... It's to glorify God. Why do we gather in small group, encourage one another? It's to glorify God. Why do we do what we do? It's for the glory, for His excellences, for His honor, for His renown. And we exist for that. We don't exist for anything else for that alone. Amen? So let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for reminding us God is for you. Uh, Lord, you are for you. You are for your honor. You are for your glory. And we realize that when we realign our priorities, our our life in that aspect, we experience joy. Joy in you. Thank you. Thank you that in the middle of self-absorption, in the middle of our selfishness, when we forget the things, we forget the big picture. Thank you that you are so merciful and gracious to invite us to yourself. Thank you that you humbled down, died on the cross to deliver us from the kingdom of self. To live for your kingdom. Tonight, Lord, I pray that as we listen to this word, listen to this message, some of us here deliver us from self absorption. I I I even I, me, I'm praying that for myself, Lord. Deliver me from self, deliver me from self-centeredness, selfishness. Deliver us, O oh God help us to live for your honor, for your glory. Thank you for the opportunity to live in the dotted line of eternity. Thank you for the opportunity that we are living right now in this generation because in this generation we have the opportunity to be proclaimers of your excellencies. Lord, help us to honor you in our family. Help us to honor you in our marriage. Marriage is not about us, but it's about you. Help us to honor you in our work, in our career, in our finances. Remind us that our work is not about us, it's for you. It's our our family. It's not about our family. It's about our family glorifying you. Lord, everything.